We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws of monkey sounds in there and call it good. The old like, Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Happy Monday, everybody. Ah, what a great Monday it is uh, for us. We are... Um, in separate locations today. Uh, it was bound to happen. Uh, I, I got I got a, did, did the COVID today. I've tested positive for the COVID today. Uh, I mean, you test positive for a lot of things, but unfortunately, it's uh, it's the vid. Yep, 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 yep. yep. So I'm working from home he right is, now, he, and I actually feel uh, fine. You've got I feel a, I feel totally fine. You've got a much um, nicer but, uh, seating arrangement than I do. You got a little, little couch action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm setting up a work office. Is the bonus room right now? There you go. We're in the bonus room of, of the house. Uh, all hell may break loose come like two thirty when my kids get home. Dun dun dun. Uh, dun. I have no idea what's going to happen then. Uh, Thunderdome may be ensuing in my home because my wife is back to work and she's she's gonna, not going to be here. My kids are going to show up and. I don't know how this is going to all happen, but hey, the, this is the life we live in, 2022, huh? This is the this is that new normal that they were telling us so much about uh, two years ago. I mean, I, I want to get done with this so much. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the good news is that we can do this, and we can do it like relatively effectively, which is, uh, as Jeff Russ pointed out this morning, uh, uh, this is a test run for us because I will be doing this from home for probably a month. Um when I have my surgery, so uh, I guess we'll get used to the whole Zoom two different location uh, radio world. But I mean, at least you got to go down and see Oregon live. Yeah, you, you didn't miss the game. I, I mean, like, hey, if if that is if that's it, then I, I guess. But uh, I wasn't going to miss this show today because uh, I, I you know we have all the re- remote equipment to do. Because of what happened this past weekend, what a weekend it was, and we'll dive into Oregon uh, beating UCLA in an impressive fashion because um, we got three hours to, to break it all down inside and out. Um, but yeah, I, 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 being there and look, this is like the crazy part of, of the world that we are all living in now. It's like uh, when when my wife tested positive, I was like 
testing, uh, like for you guys, right? Tested on Thursday, yeah, right? You when tested, I found out, tested, I tested Friday before else. I came in. Like I, I'm doing all these tests, and then all of a sudden I was like, "All right, here we go, Monday. Let's get this." And then, all right, just to be sure, whoop, nope, today's the day. Um, yeah, <laughs> there we are. But uh, this this show we have. Oregon and UCLA, but how about the other one, too? We talked about this on Friday as well. The Beavers punched their ticket to bowl eligibility with their sixth win of the season. You love to see it. I mean, I mean, I feel like a lot of times, I mean, most of the time, Oregon State fan feels like a little brother, da 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 But they're, they're six and two. They're eight yeah. games of the season. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, come on. Well, you, you, you've got to be thrilled about that if you're a Beaver fan. And there, there is, uh, and we will die. We'll get into this as the show goes on. There's a very real question of the Oregon State Beavers and in, in their resume that they've put together, uh, deserving of a top 25 ranking as well. Because if you look up and down uh, college football right now, they've got two two losses to two, two of the best teams in the country. I mean, you, I dare you to find a two loss team with two better losses than what they have to uh, USC and Utah. Yeah, I, I don't think you can. It was, what's interesting about this or funny about this? is that you saw so many Beaver fans so distraught over losing that game to USC, and it's like, should you really feel that way? I mean, just because it's there for the taking, it doesn't necessarily mean it's yours. Uh, I, I think it's if you compare it to uh, Blazers-Lakers this, weason, this weekend, you know, the whole idea of like, well, just because it's there doesn't mean it's necessarily yours to take. Uh, there's there's kind of levels to where teams are at. And... Again, that's not a shot at the Beavers. They're, they're on their way up. The ascendancy is there. We talked about this from Pac-12 Media Day on. It's it's kind of crazy uh, that it's – it's actually, it's not. It's not crazy. It shouldn't be crazy at all. It, this, they're right on time. They're right yeah. on time for where they were talking about wanting to being. When we had Angie Machado on to start the season, she's like, I can very easily see this being a nine-win team. And they're right on track and right on pace to be able to have that opportunity. Well, you know that your program is heading in the right direction when not it's not outside of the six and two you you lost the teams that are are more talented than you are right now, but when you are no longer letting teams like a Colorado hang around mm-hmm. you're slamming the door on them and early and saying no that's a development that we've seen in this Oregon State team over the last handful of years. With Jonathan Smith, so um, why are we we're sportsing so hard right I know, now? You, know, you mentioned I, the Blazers. I no, no, I know. I I I took us down that sports hole way too often. I'm gonna yeah. I'll take a thread out of it right now. Uh, I my birthday was last week. My wife yeah. got me. I, I I was a chain guy growing up. I always had a chain. No, at a, at a, at a silver you know link chain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've got a I've got a box chain on now. Oh, you're back to being a chain guy. I'm, I'm being a chain guy, and I took it a step further. I was at the mall. We were taking care of some stuff for some Christmas, early Christmas shopping and all that kind of stuff. And I, was, I told my wife, I'm like, I think I'm having a mini midlife crisis. I think I'm going to put my earrings back in. No, don't I, do that. Oh, no, I'm going to. Don't do I'm that. Gonna do don't, I'm going to do it. Don't do the earrings. Chain guy, though, there's a lot of confidence that goes with being a chain guy. It, so she she got me one. It was a, it's, it's a very nice chain, but it was, uh, I think it was they call it a 26-inch, so it was super, super long. Uh, put it on. I was like, okay, I like this chain. Just a little too long. I had to go back and get it kind of sized up. And then uh, we were at the the jewelry counter, and she's like, well, what about that? And what about like? She's like, well, what if he like to put a, like put a cross on it or something like that? And she, there was another very nice, expensive cross there. And she's like, well, put that on there. And I'm like, I'm not putting that on there. And I did. And it looked incredible. And I was like, I really like it, but I'm not going to spend that kind of money. But now she, 
I think she is probably leaning towards like grabbing me that for Christmas and completing wait, the set. Wait, so you're going to be a cross guy and oh, yeah. not be on Team Jesus? I mean, listen, man, I'm just it's 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 there. Okay, you got to be. That's the thing about if you're going to be cross guy, you got to be cross guy though. I know. I got. I got. I like got. I got to dial back an f bomb or two. <laughs> the, the one guy that I uh, always have been like. That's some swag right there. Is chain guy that has uh, the the Italian horn, you know, the old, old oh, Italian yeah. stallion. Like you, you have to commit to it. That's got to be part of part of who you part are. Of, part though. of the bit, right? What? It's got to be part of the bit, right? It's got to commit yeah. to the bit. Absolutely, absolutely. And, or there's nothing wrong with just chain. Like just chain. Good luck. It is. You got to commit to it. I'm jealous of chain guy. I, I'm not gonna I, lie. I, Boring Gary lives next door. He's a chain, chain guy, guy. Yeah. and he, he just it's it's subtle. It's a good look. I it I can't complain about it. I wish that I was chain guy. I wish I had I wish I had the chain guy in me. Some people just don't have it. I you got it. You could rock it. Did, did, so you weren't chain guy with your number in high school or college? I was, and okay. then uh, because I'm an idiot, the first game that I ever wore it, it got ripped off, and I lost it, and never got another one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, I I play with mine on. I never had it, never had it yeah. like yanked or. For, very first on. time award. No Boom, kidding. Ripped off. No idea where it went. We've Go. got a listener tweeting at us. He's having the same midlife crisis. He put his earrings back in and started rocking a chain again yes! at thirty nine. Yes, thirty eight, baby. Yeah. Love it. Love you know it. What? There's, d- d- <sighs> you're gonna go both earrings. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I have both pierced. Well, yes, yeah, so do I. I mean, buddy, we went to high school in the early 2000s. It was like <laughs> a rite of passage. You, you, next thing you know, though, you're going to commit to this too far. You're going to you're going to steer little... so far into the skid. You're going to show up one day wearing puka shells, and I, I cannot have you wearing hey, listen, puka shells, Danny. You all better watch it, or I'm going to come in with two earrings in each ear again. <laughs> listen, man, I, I, I had I, I had uh, the cartilage done. I had the I definitely rocked the uh, tight puka shell with my silver chain in high school. Uh, I had, I even had the LeBray piercing. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far, but I, I do. I, I have some nice, you know, CZs that I'll, I'll throw in the ears, little square cuts. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to lean into it let's see how far, let's see how far we can drive this car. Oh my gosh. There will be a day I'm, I'm guessing. So you have your hip surgery coming up at the end of December, right? Yeah. That's what we're looking at. So we're going on Friday to, to schedule the old, okay. it starts with a chain. I'm guessing that we are going to be pacing towards the new year, probably your first day back in the studio. Danny's going to come in not just wearing a chain, not just with the earrings. Mm-hmm. You're going to have your tips frosted. You're going you're to go so back. far back into it. You know what? I did go into Abercrombie when I was at the mall, too. This I, is what hilariously. Is I'm actually no. I am. I'm actually wearing an Abercrombie polo right now. Mm. Oh, Great man. feedback coming in on the mm. fan text line five zero three two five zero ten eighty. That's how you can be a part of the show, and we want to hear from you on the fan text line. Danny needs the Al Davis tracksuit to match the chain. Hell's yes. I mean, yes, a hundred percent. Al Davis oh. vibes is fantastic. Dude, tracksuits are the best. And listen, Sook's got me into joggers, man. So I'm leaning in. Hey, joggers are they're yeah, you're, a lifestyle. You're, you're a they're great. Guy. You'll never go yeah. back. No, I, I'm 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 leaning in. I got myself a couple pairs. You know, I'm just, I'm just gonna I'm, I've I've elevated past the skinny jeans because uh, old fat guy in skinny jeans look. Have you ever seen the Have you seen the meme of the French bulldog standing up? <laughs> no, it's what like this is what old guy old guys in skinny jeans look like. And it's a French bulldog standing up with like no butt and just like <laughs> these skinny legs and a fat body. It's fantastic. Uh, it's very accurate. I- 
Here's another text that says, My six-year-old daughter's just found out that I have my ears pierced. Here I am a week later, still rocking the diamond earrings in both ears. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I think you just you got to come for a full circle eventually. Yeah, that's what uh, – the only time that I've uh, put the earrings back in is when my daughter – she had like they're absurd earrings. She'll just come up to me with like these absurd ones. Oh yeah, and then those will go in. Like I'm looking the big, big old hoops. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Danny will look like Danny Tony Soprano or <laughs> Grumpy <laughs> Bitch. Listen, I'm about it. I'm, I, I, I have no shame. Uh, text line is on fire right now at five zero three two five zero ten. I figured Chain Guy would get him going. The chain guy definitely will get people going, but this is a this is an interesting one. Um, are you? And I don't know. I don't know if this person knows you or not. I don't know if this is true, but the fact that I I'm questioning it makes me. It says a lot about you, Danny. It says, "Are you going to put the nipple ring back in? Do do, do you have a nipple ring? Have you ever had a nipple yeah, ring? Yeah, I did. You did. I did. Left one." <laughs> Uh, yeah, hundred percent. So this is this, uh, this is my whole thought process when I was younger is I didn't get tattoos until I got a little bit older. Uh, I was like, you know, like uh, haircuts and piercings, I threw them all in. I had my tongue pierced, I had my labrae pierced, I've had my eyebrow pierced, I've had my nose tongue. Pierced. Oh yeah, I've done it all. Wow. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say all. I've everything for the waist up. <laughs> everything from the waist, waist up. up. Yeah. Okay. Well, we were gonna do. Wait, belly button ring? No, that one I had. I guess so. So nipples up. There we go. Okay. <laughs> but but we've, we've we've hit we've hit everything. Hips down, man. It's a uh, it's a disaster. There you go. That's why. <laughs> but I had this thing like you know what you can pierce whatever because we're peeling back this onion and I'm crying over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those what? weirdos. <laughs> it's not wrong. My my thought process has always been like with haircuts and piercings, they're not permanent. <laughs> So you, yeah, you, that know, is you, true. you just kind of go with it. That's why, like, I mean, I have tattoos, but like, even those are all on my back, and I can't actually see them. Like, so, everything. Yeah, there you go. Um, why, why get the nipple ring? Lost a bet. Oh, lost a bet. Yeah, yeah. Lost okay, a bet on that, that was one. it. Yep. Because okay. I, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of like haircuts and piercings as, as part of like, part of bets. Okay. We've talked about this before. I, I lost a bet when I was in high school, and I had, uh, I had to put cornrows in. I had. Like bleach white M and M hair, but it was long. It was that like big, wow. fancy most. Oh yeah. So and it was down to like almost the bottom of my neck. Oh, well, my hair was like normally colored, you know, just long, mm-hmm. and I had to bleach it white. And then my buddy put cornrows in, and he put them in so tight. He did it on purpose. He put them in so tight that my eyebrows were at my hairline. Like it was so 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 tight. It was insane. I could ba- I, I could barely blink. I went wakeboarding. I think about a week later after I put them in, and I wrecked, and they all blew out, and they just basically turned into dreadlocks. I had to shave my head. Gross. Oh, it was, it was so bad. Like they got so knotted up. It was like I I am never gonna brush this out. Screw this. And I shaved my head of what was probably like a year and a half worth of hair grown. I was bummed. Mm-hmm. Buddy, but yeah, no, yeah. we're learning so well, listen, much about you. Name you. a haircut, I've had it. I've I've done. I've lost a bet and done cornrows. I've lost a, de- a bet and had like a high, super tight perm. Uh, the mohawk, both the sh- like the cut in and the real long one. I mean, if, if it's out there, I've done it. Wow. Yeah. Have you gone just bangs before? 
didn't do the, like the 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 just bangs. Um, actually, no, that's not true. I did for like a day uh, when I when I when I had the big big bowl cut and was shaved and just left the front. There you go. Yeah. So. Yeah. We've all been there, man. It happens. Wow. Um, well, we are going to have to dive into uh, other body art of Danny at a later date because we got to get the show on the road. I just now envisioning nipple rings, uh, and that's ruined my day. So uh, how's your Monday going? Hey, <laughs> Looks a lot a like uh, what's the name from the water was boy. made in Otson Stadium. The Ducks hand a beating to UCLA. This is Danny and Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. What a game it was down in Otson Stadium on Saturday afternoon in front of a national audience on Fox in a packed house at Otson. The Ducks manhandled UCLA 45-30. to And it wasn't a game even that, that close. never really felt close. I mean, outside of the, the, the first quarter where they traded blows back and forth, field goals, and then touchdowns, once Dan Lanning decided to go for that onside kick, man, that game got turned on its head, and Oregon put its foot down and crushed UCLA. Listen, I saw a uh, I saw a tweet that said, uh, you know, Big Ball's chip is dead. Long live Big Dong Dan. <laughs> and man, that that call was that the go for the onside kick there was ballsy because there was yeah. they, UCLA gets that ball. They're marching down and scoring, and now all of a sudden you're going, short field, okay, to get it, to march the length of the field, put all that pressure on UCLA, it just opened the floodgates. I mean, you want to talk about swinging doors, that possession, and listen, give Oregon all the credit. They manhandled them, but that was the thing that blew it open, and that was just a tremendous, tremendous call. There was so much that went into that one, too, and Dan Lanning even mentioned it after the game with the thought process. 
Yeah, something we knew uh, that we wouldn't be able to take advantage of if we saw a certain look, and uh, we wanted to do it after we scored, so it, it fit, and uh, it looked like there was some weather coming in, so it definitely made sense in that moment before the weather got there. You know, think about that. With the way that this game played out, Oregon gets the ball first, and the weather had been holding off at, at, at this point. Like, from about, like, 10.30 up until kickoff, there was no real rain, no precipitation. You get field goal, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, and you're tied at 10-10. to 10. Um, Oregon had a chance there when you're feeling the rhythm of a game and you're seeing that both of these offenses are locked in. Kenny Dillingham is going galaxy brain with his play calling where he's on a completely different level. Chip and Dorian Thompson-Robinson are clicking on all cylinders. You have that drive where you go five plays and 75 yards, and you're like, whoa, we're we're humming right now. And you take that 17-10 lead. I was was standing right next to Dirt on, on the sidelines, and we saw those clouds coming in. And we actually had that conversation of how much you think those clouds played a role in it because it looked dark. The clouds looked really dark. And the fact that he had that those conversations with coaches of, okay, here it comes. Right now we have a chance to steal another possession before this rain comes in. We don't know what's going to happen. We Because I'll tell you, it looked dark it looked like it was going to start raining and not stop raining the reality was it only rained for about 25 minutes and sprinkled in that that included all of halftime mm-hmm. and then it stopped raining again and so the weather never played a role but that gut instinct for him to go for that in joe lorig the special teams coordinator who came in very highly touted actually i had a special teams coordinator uh dm me when he got hired who said you guys got a good one you got Take care of that guy. You don't want Joe Lorg to leave. And the fact that they saw something in that kickoff in the first two, they were like, I think it's there. And then they go for it on the third. Dan Lanning out-chipped Chip Kelly. He he, he out-chipped him. He, he had his own little wrinkle, and that's the thing. Is And one thing we're, we're talking about this, a hell of a call by Lanning. What an execution by the kicker. Yeah. My God, inch-perfect Gets the big three long strides before the one chop step over the top of the ball. Doesn't put it in the air. Just gets that perfect roll and lets it go exactly that 10 yards before getting on it because you had that front line of UCLA who did not expect it. Flipped their hips too fast. And he just perfect speed, perfect execution. That's what you want to see from from a special teams unit. And I'm sure that's, that's something that, that you know they've worked on. Dan uh, Lanning talked about how the, the preparation – looking for or finding a certain look uh, that kind of made sense. But you think about everything that went into that. It's it's the weather. It's off the score. It's the inability to stop UCLA early on. To have all of that happen and still go, you know what, let's do this. Let's do this right now. And then to execute the manner that they did, just absolutely tremendous stuff. And that it didn't stop there for Oregon. Their execution, and yeah. forget the scoreline, their execution on offense was near flawless. It was one of the most precise perfect games of execution that I have seen in a long time, not just in the Pac-12, but in college football. It was exact, and it was just one thing built off another, off another, off another, and the biggest of hat tips to Kenny Dillingham for dialing up everything all game long and not missing it. I mean, you're talking about a pitcher on the mound who's just locked in with his catcher. That's what you saw with Dillingham and Bo Nix all game long. 
Well, they and, and to that point, you, you you mentioned the execution. One last thing on the onside kick is that it was a surprise only to UCLA mm-hmm. because they had practiced that all week long. In fact, even during the open and media availability, they were practicing it, and Lanning, <laughs> Lanning yelled at the reporters, if you guys report this, you'll never be let back into practice again. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't get out. And, again, and they sh- executed, shouts to them for taking care of it. They, they executed uh, flawlessly. But um, to that point of the offense just being so good, they scored on every single drive. Well, UCLA was executing at a ridiculously high level, too, and that should not go without no. being said. And when I say That's that I said Chip got out-chipped is that you can't settle for threes against Chip Kelly. That used to be it. You have to get sevens, not threes. You would get surprised on kicks. The defense would be bend but don't break. Chip Kelly was settling for threes, and Oregon was getting sevens. And the incredible part is that first drive, the field goal drive, mm-hmm. there's a 53-yard drive, 10-play, 53-yard drive. Look at the play chart of how Oregon executed. And when you're talking about how well the game was called by Kenny Dillingham and executed by the players, you went the opening drive was 10 plays, 53 yards. After that, 10 for 71 in a touchdown, 5 for 75 yards touchdown, 8 for 54 in a touchdown, 10 for 88 in a touchdown, 15 play, 82-yard drive touchdown, 6 plays, 75-yard touchdown. The only – think about this. Their their second shortest drive, that touchdown, coming off an onside kick, they put everything together with 75 yards or more in front of them. That is absolutely incredible for that Oregon offense. And, and to think of how well not just Dillingham called a game or Bo Nix played at quarterback, every single position group outplayed UCLA. And we had this conversation heading into the week. You know, you, you asked, like, hey, where are, you giving the, where are you giving the nod to on position groups? And there was a lot where it was UCLA. And the way the game played out, Oregon outplayed them every single position group on the offensive side of the ball. Including Zach Charbonnet, who had a fantastic day. That position group for Oregon rushed for 262 yards on a defense that averaged 98 yards given up per game on the ground. Yeah, That I mean, was incredible. It, it, it truly wasn't. Because if I told you, again, box score watching, if I told you DTR went for 262, two touchdowns, Charbonnet ran for a buck 51, and Bobo you know, had eight catches for 101 and a yep. touchdown, you're like, oh, UCLA did their thing, huh? And you're like, well, they did kind of. But then they were playing from behind and two scores behind the, pretty much the entire time. And a big part of that was you mentioned that the drive length. Oregon had three drives over four-plus minutes, including one that was 7.30. Those three drives alone Ooh. basically took up an entire quarter. Their ability <laughs> to control the pacing. So not only we give all the credit for the onside kick, following that, they convert two fourth downs with gashing runs from Bucky yeah. Irving and Noah Winton. And it was, we, we wondered, can they run outside the tackles? Turns out, yeah, yeah, Bob, they can. <laughs> they were able to run between they the tackles, outside the tackles, and they were getting big chunks. Irving and Winton both combined for nearly six yards of carry. And it was, it, the insane thing is, the biggest running play Oregon had all day was 18 yards. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it was, big plays, but it was the seven or eight yarders over and over again. Everything was moving forward. Yep. Everything was moving forward. I don't know in I don't know how many negative plays there even were for Oregon in that game, but they were few and far between. Even when it didn't look like there was a hole, you know, you'd hear Don Essay going, 
gain of five yards. They were just always churning and moving forward, and that's a credit to the offensive line because they moved the entire line of scrimmage back, and they had UCLA on their heels. That was one of the most incredibly called games by Kenny Dillingham just based on rhythm. Okay, and keeping keeping UCLA on their on their heels, and knowing when to pick and choose to take your shots. You know, Troy Franklin had a, a massive touchdown catch, and I, I said this on the post game show, but I don't even think that was his best play. I think the best play that we saw from Troy Franklin was on the third down and seventeen after Anwave Laulu had a penalty that backed him up behind the sticks, and he finds a soft spot. This is the guy that number 11 is the guy that UCLA is trying to stop at all costs, and he's the one that comes up with the big third down catch. Like It, it sounds stupid to say, but there's a lot of guys in college football that can run past a DB and get open like he did on that 67-yard touchdown. There are fewer guys that can get open in those critical downs when the defense is looking at him the most. And that is one part Troy Franklin just being a dude. And the other part is Kenny Dillingham runs so many different looks of the same thing. Essentially, you're doing the same thing. And it, but they switch their parts, and they're interchangeable. And we see these wholesale changes and substitutions coming in and out, guys coming in and out. It's to give different, different looks. And th- what Oregon was able to do is, is every time they needed a yard, Kenny Dillingham had something dialed up. And that is the most encouraging thing that you can see from a young staff is that they went into that game with a bye week and extra time for prep- preparation – and they absolutely blew the doors off their opponent. That's that right. is that is a statement win. How was that? Ducks. How was that? Troy Franklin's first multi-touchdown game. <laughs> oh well. They, well, they they spread it around. I think Miami right? fans can answer that one for you. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, to for, kind of further on that point, they talked about it on the broadcast a little bit, but the setup that the respect that I have for Dillingham is growing each and every week. I mm-hmm. I love coaches that it's not just in the moment what play are you looking. It's sowing the seeds, you know, all all of the sowing that you do so that you can reap in the fourth quarter. And or even earlier in this case, the setup early, the very first play of the game is the quick screen. One not even a one drop, just turn and fire and it's got uh Terrence Ferguson on the on the fly motion on the outside turning up field. Nothing there into it. They go back to the same look, opposite side of the field, overload. They put the linebacker and I'm sorry, the safety and the cornerback in a weird position on the zone about who's jumping what route in the flat. And all of a sudden, uh, Ferguson's flying up the field and he's butt naked up the up the uh, sideline, wide open for a touchdown. And it's all built off the back of what the, the the initial look that they showed early in the game, and just those little wrinkles that they put in there that, that Dillingham puts in there. It simplifies the game for Bo Nix, and it, it makes the reads easy, and it, put, it puts defenses in a bind in the simplest and subtlest of ways that it kind of goes without saying all that. It's, it's not this, this big disguise. It's just it's Legos. They just mm-hmm. build brick by brick by brick by brick, and then all of a sudden you st- take a step back and you look, and you're like, oh, crap, they're building something here. And then it they go a way that you don't see it going, and then you're – you're where UCLA was, and you find yourself guessing. Yeah, and, and they were. And, I mean, it's really interesting that Kenny Dillingham 
and, and this is deserving of a conversation in and of itself, is because Kenny Dillingham's offense is, is based on always having an answer and always tagging a lot of things. And I, I would I cringe to think of what some of these play calls sound like because of how many time, how long they can get when you're having to tag different guys to do different things. Because mm-hmm. we saw, you know, whether it was Ferguson in the um, situation that you were talking about with the wheel, or it's uh, uh, we've seen Bucky Irving run the wheel. We've seen guys from the slot run the wheel. And he has so many different guys doing the same thing out of the same look. And that's just tagging and creating extra opportunities for guys. It's he's his offense is on a different level, and I think that one thing that gets lost on people is how much buy-in it takes from everybody, because the whole idea behind it and all these personnel substitutions is it's not supposed to be designed for you know Troy Franklin to have 150 or 200 yards receiving. It's it's built for balance really mm-hmm. explosiveness and balance but what we saw on saturday they needed bucky irving they needed troy franklin and boy did they lean on them it was fun to watch but one guy that was the most fun was a guy who was damn near perfect bo Nix. we'll talk about him after us with sports center This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. One of the things that really stood out in Oregon's 45-30 win, it was unavoidable. Number 10, Bo Nix at quarterback and how well he played and how well he handled the moment. Off of that Georgia game where he had the two interceptions and the four throws that were very... It it has been smooth sailing, and this young man has played out of his mind every single week, and he keeps getting better, man. This was by far the performance of the career of Bo Nix so far. Yeah, I don't think it's without question at this point. The way Nix played, you could feel it. In the past, you always like, well, they got Bo Nix. You know, he can do some stuff. He felt like a preeminent quarterback in this game. And I don't – I I, I want to give him the credit. Part of me is sitting there going, is UCLA secondary just not good or is Bo Nix that great? And, and I'm leaning more towards Bo just putting it all together and figuring it all out mm-hmm. because the throws he was making, you had the back shoulder where Troy Franklin goes up and absolutely houses a dude. He's got the obviously the bomb to Franklin. It looks like it was touched by God on its way down. It landed so soft in his hands. I mean, the throws he was making, not just throws, the reads that he was making before making the throws, he was, he was precise. He was accurate. The, the timing was there. The reads were correct. He knew when to tuck it and run, to get down, to avoid getting hit. Like he, If you're looking at all the boxes that you want to tick going into a game, Bo Nix ticked every single one of them, and if you're grading them, he just hit A's all the way down. 22 for 28, 283, five tutties, runs for 51 yards. Flawless well, game. It, on top of that, it was his numbers were incredible, but as you're watching the game, just taking what the defense was giving him, <laughs> there was a stretch where I, I know it's being made of his 11 for 11 for 151 yards and two touchdowns in the second quarter which was a great quarter of work. But there was a stretch in the game where Knicks went 15 for 15. 
There was a, a stretch that went from the first quarter dang near through the third quarter where uh, I, I believe it was he was 19 of 21 is the number. He had two incompletions, and he was just on fire. I mean, when you have a quarterback who's playing as well as he was, he is not getting rattled. One, the, the offensive line continues to do a phenomenal job. We, we talked about this ad nauseum how good those three pass rushers are for uh, UCLA. They were a non-factor. The offensive line did a tremendous job containing Latu and the Murphy twins. You cannot say enough about how well they did. And they were getting flustered over there, man. The momentum was squarely on Oregon's side because every time that you could see that, all right, here's a time where they can pin their ears back, Oregon's offensive line didn't allow any pressure. Bo Nix did enough to create an extra, you know, fraction of a second, delivered a strike, and kept his eyes downfield. He was on another level. Bo Nix, if he plays as well as he did on Saturday, sky's the limit for this football team because he was not forcing the issue. There were, you know, we talked about this in his development. That Georgia game, it wasn't just two interceptions. It was the other throws where he went, oh, that's no, 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 no. The Washington State game. It was, it was, you had one really bad throw. That was the mm-hmm. critical throw in the pick six that went the other way. He is getting rid of the ones where they don't bite you either. He's only got three interceptions on this season. We remember all of them vividly. <laughs> because they were just stare down plays that you go, what are you doing? And if he's getting those out of his system, look out. And to give Nick all the credit here, yes, absolutely. But my God, it's offensive line. So good. You didn't hear anyone's name being called for UCLA being in the backfield. Not once. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. They have, they finished with zero sacks. They have three tackles for loss. That's it. This oh. offensive line is still one sack allowed all season long. Think about it that. It leads the country. One sack allowed, three interceptions. And remember, UCLA has three of the top 30 pass rushers. Yeah. That's right. Yep, the he, Murphy twins and uh, Latu, and Latu, and they were deemed Silenced, non-factors, which is insane yeah. when you look at that. Because if you want to talk about okay, Oregon's problems this year have had nothing to do with the offensive line nor taking care of the ball. They have lied in poor tackling, failed execution on the defensive end, yeah. and penalties. Outside of that, their offensive execution has been tremendous. Hell, even in the Georgia game. They were moving the ball up and down the field. It. There is, yep. I have zero questions about this Oregon offense. If this if this Oregon team runs the table and they're, they're the, the team that comes out of the Pac-12, the only question I have about them is is their defense. That's still I I I mean they did they couldn't stop UCLA. That, that was yep. that's the the only the only thing that I even raise an eyebrow at Oregon right now is still couldn't stop anybody but your offense is so good and they're not getting the credit for being as good as they've been this season they sh- they should going forward but they're not I-, I still don't believe that they're looked at locally let alone nationally as good an offensive unit as they are top to bottom well here's here's a good one and and we'll we'll pick this up on the other side if his name wasn't Bo Nix mm-hmm. he'd be a Heisman candidate already that text coming in on the fan text line 503-250 1080. Uh, we continue uh, uh, talking about the impressive Oregon 45-30 to win over UCLA with Bo Nix because he had a couple of throws that when we talk about those moments, 
those the stage that you stand on and you separate yourself. He had a few of them. Danny Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. All right, we're continuing to unpack that win for the Oregon Ducks over UCLA, a top 10 matchup. (laughs) Boy, did the Ducks impress. Um, The offense was humming. The defense, I'll give the defense credit for they were holding to threes, and that is all you can ask for a Chip Kelly uh, offenses hold them to three. Hold them to three as many times as you can. Bend but don't break, and that could bite them eventually. But at, when your offense is performing the way that their offense is, you also have to remember how many possessions they're seeing. Because the, the, we saw 12 consecutive possessions in that game and in touchdowns. Just start the game off. The first 12 possessions were touchdowns or field goals. I mean, it's, That's it's crazy. What was what's really insane is the the way this game started was oh this is gonna be a slow down yeah. drag out knock them out it's three three at the end of one mm-hmm. you're getting forty two and twenty seven from each team the rest of the way that's yep. not exactly a slow down drag them out kind of game where I mean obviously we've talked about this so much but Oregon pouring it on in the second twenty eight twenty eight points in a quarter. That's just, I mean, the pacing of this game was was kind of all over the place. The, the feeling out process starts slow to an extent, and UCLA is, I, I think, they're content early on to get some field goals. Oregon's content to give them, uh, again, play that bend, don't break defense, which I think is really kind of synonymous with the Pac-12 right now. Nobody, you take a look at a, a, a team like Utah who's trying to play a bit more forceful their bend don't break has done enough against a, a USC, didn't do enough against a UCLA, but they've kind of relied on turnovers. USC has kind of relied on turnovers. You only get one turnover in this game from DTR late in the game. It was it's it's turned into across the Pac-12, and I think this game is again kind of synonymous with this. Is bend don't break, give up three, try to force a turnover, keep the sevens away. That that has kind of become the mantra of the Pac-12 with explo- how explosive really the top six offensive are, offenses are in the conference. You know, it, Bo Nix, though, it, it really started with him in his, his level of play. This offense has elevated itself, and you can see how comfortable everybody else is around with the buy-in from Bo Nix. And that guy had that throw to Troy Franklin. This text here at 503-250-1080 says, when's the last time we saw a quarterback make a throw like that bomb Nick's threw to Franklin in the second quarter? It's been a long while. Yeah, it has, man. It's probably been Vernon Adams. Yeah. Vernon Adams. They didn't let Herbert do it. it, Well, Herbert Herbert didn't have that arc. He didn't have that rainbow. Mm. If he threw a deep ball, it was coming on a line at you because he was so powerful. Like, and you're right, near the end, they weren't letting him do that. But when he did, it was coming in more towards a line. It was a – it's probably Vernon Adams. If not, then you go back to Marcus Mariota. It's been been a long time since we've seen a ball – with that much art, he just rainbowed it right in. And it was in stride. It was a thing of beauty. Inch perfect. Uh, it doesn't get much better than that. When you see throws like that, uh, last week, uh, 
Derek Carr had one as well. It was it, it, such a, a step up in the pocket throw. That moment where you make that throw, and as as everybody's sitting there watching it happen, you get goosebumps because you see it leave their hand. And even though it's thrown with such force, mm-hmm. you can tell it just the 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 touch that is on the ball is so perfect, just so pristine that when it falls in, you can't help but catch it. It's it's, it's almost impossible to drop that throw when it's that good. Because you literally just have to put your hands underneath it, and it's the the touch is so perfect that it just falls into your hands. And it, you look at Troy Franklin, it he it's so perfectly over his shoulder that he just puts his hands out and it just kind of falls in there and just kind of cradle it like a little baby. And it's, I, I love those moments. I love because you can tell. Like I I stood up off the couch as soon as he let it go and went, oh man, because it goes so high and so far. And with such tremendous touch, you're just like, oh, that's a throw of a lifetime kind of throw. And it's just, it's, it's, it's very cool to watch that happen just live. I mean, on TV or whatever. I mean, for you guys live, could you feel it in Autzen when he let go of that ball, the collective kind of gasp? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were on the uh, UCLA sideline dirt night, and we just kind of gave an elbow to each other. And you hear the <laughs> deflation around you. The oof. Like there's the, oh. Because right when that thing unloaded, you went, oh, no. <laughs> like the one time we saw it yesterday with Tom Brady and Mike Evans, when that ball gets thrown, you go, that's it, that's six. Mm-hmm. And very rarely does the Mike Evans where it goes through your hands off your knee <laughs> and then everything implodes. But that those are big momentum plays. And that that one was kind of like the, hey, we're going to just drive the nail on top of you and just keep on hitting it. Because after the onside kick, there was a one of the UCLA players was walking. He was a lineman, and he goes, oh, boy, <laughs> after the onside kick. Mm-hmm. Like he just was walking back, and he goes, oh, boy. And it was one of those moments where you could, could like see it. It's like, it. okay, momentum. And those are big momentum plays. And uh, Oregon fed off of it, and one of the big reasons for it, and we'll get to this uh, coming up in our uh, – number two or or maybe number three is the Autzen crowd was back and it was impressive. It was very impressive to see the, the Autzen crazies that you'd heard about for so long and were such a big factor in the success of the program uh, for so many years. Broken. They played a role and it was loud in Autzen stadium on Saturday. It felt like a big day all the way through from college game day all the way through to the end. So we have that to get to. Um, your thoughts at 503-250-1080. The Ducks, it was impressive what they what they did to UCLA, 45-30. Um, we will have a little bit more on that. That's the biggest win for this program. Gosh, I, I, I mean, I don't know how long. They've had a regular season game that has meant that much and mm-hmm. has, has been that big for them. Um, you go back to maybe to, you know 2018 when they beat UW. But um, that was just a we're not going to be the same. We're not going to get our, our teeth kicked in by a rival anymore. Uh, you got to go back to Michigan State when they came to Hudson in 2014. I mean these these games they're hard to find a big win with that magnitude. Uh, it was a top tenner and it was rocking in Hudson Stadium. Well, one other team won though here in the state of Oregon and they were equally impressive. The Oregon State Beavers are going bowling, baby. Danny and Dusty on the fan. You're- 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.